What's up, friends? Welcome to yet another episode of Unscripted Reality. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm so happy to be here today with one of my good buddies. So how about you take a seat, grab a cup of coffee, and get comfortable, because we're about to dig into reality and discover the world, reveal the truth, and answer some hard questions. 99.99999? Yeah. No, you're not. What about that one person? Okay, I'm ready. Are you sure? Yeah. Should we pray? (laughs) (laughs) Are you that scared? No. You're that nervous? I just, yeah. You're about to be blasted on all of social media. No, blasted. Your voice is going to be blasted all over social media. That's okay. Everywhere. It's fine. I'm like 10 platforms. Okay. Let's do it. Tell the people who you are. Team. (laughs) Did you already start recording? (laughs) Oh, yikes. Wow, that's going to be embarrassing. That's Um, funny. I think you should introduce me. No, you introduce yourself. I introduce myself? Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) my name is Sarah Alling, and I am a senior at Texas A&M University studying nutrition, and I'm excited to graduate, excited to be done with college, and Alyssa is one of my friends. She's awesome. She's the best, and that's pretty much all I think I need to say about myself. Let's get this ball rolling. Yeah. How do we, uh, how do we meet? Okay. (laughs) This is actually really funny because, so this past year has been my first year. Oh, you sure did. (laughs) Essentially, she just showed up at my house, but, um, I got your number from Chad. Chad. got your number from 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 some random guy, Amar, who got my number from my pastor. pastor. Yeah. And. So I had, te- I'd been texting you like in the morning and you literally just showed up at my house that night. Monday night. And I think we hung out for about 20 minutes and I was like, you want to go play ultimate Frisbee? And you went. But you also, before I even got there, you're like, this girl's, what if this girl's weird? I did. I, yes, I was really nervous. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, I've never met this person. She's just going to show up at my house. What if this is going to be like super awkward? Did you ever stalk my Facebook? Like, I'm no. about to look up. No, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't I would think of have. that. I'm like, mm. I should have, honestly. But I don't even think that would have helped me. I would have just been like, okay, now I know what she looks like. Because sure, I don't know <laughs> Facebook. Exactly. A <laughs> bunch so, of camp pictures. Yeah, I know. I would have been clueless still. Yeah. But showed up on your steps. I know. And then That's from then I told on, someone that yesterday. I said, really? I just showed up at her steps. You literally, literally. did. And I was like, <laughs> I'm Alyssa. What's up? Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. It was great. And I don't know. Since then, BFFs. Mm. <laughs> Rude. Oh, my gosh. No, but for real, you're one of my really good friends, and you are just so go with the flow. You're Relax. Going. Chill. Yeah. Straight up. Unscripted? Um, one could say you're unscripted. unscripted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is this? Is just a random question. Okay. What is something you're genuinely displeased with? What am I genuinely yeah. displeased with? It can be anything. Anything. It could be like that Starbucks coffee you got. Okay. Yes. That's awful. I am genuinely displeased <laughs> with that. I I'm not a coffee drinker. No, but she I've been is. trying. No, no, no. She's gonna don't be speak, one. Don't speak that over my life. <laughs> no, that's what you want. <laughs> well, no, it's not exactly necessarily what I want. No, I want to try to be able to drink black coffee. Like I want to be a woman who can drink black coffee. So I've been trying coffee. 
and seeing it if I like it. How Starbucks was trash today. It apparently. was. It was really disappointing. Voices. Yeah. Folders. So, okay. I'll take it into Drink consideration. Folders. Is that what you're displeased with? Yeah. It's something that I'm displeased with. What else? What What's else? another thing? I was just telling someone the other day, like one of my pet peeves, and now I can't remember what it was. Um, it was school related. Mine, it might have been just out of a bad attitude. So I, I'm glad I don't remember it because I could be wrong. Yikes. Mine is, I wrote a paper about this the other day. The yeah. Hans 57 glass ketchup bottle. What? You're genuinely displeased yes. with it? Why? What? I don't even eat ketchup anymore. But as a kid, you I can never get it out. Yeah. I read a whole paper about it the other day for one of my classes. I have seen like tricks on how to get the ketchup out of the bottle they don't work i know well there's one that i haven't ever tried like something you i know you're supposed to like hit the bottom of it to get it out you can also use a knife and stick the knife in the (laughs) yeah because that defeats every purpose of having in a bottle i guess what if ketchup was in a bottle like mayonnaise like you just had like Um, it's like a scoop it out (laughs) oh that makes me uncomfortable no, thank you. <laughs> I hate ketchup. Have you seen? There's some place that made ketchup ice cream. Mm. That's so disgusting. Yeah. Bluebell would never. Bluebell would never. <laughs> what a disgrace. Yeah. So Starbucks coffee and Hunt 57 glass ketchup bottles. There we go. That's what we're displeased with. I think they're both two very accurate. Yeah. Displacements in the world. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yikes. Um, let's see. Spiritual authority. Is this what we're doing? Any any thought you have. Any thought I have. Okay, wow. This, and what it means. Sarah's apparently my spiritual authority mom. Apparently. <laughs> I am. Katie Heath's my grandma. She sure is. Katie Heath the impressive. She's impressive. my grandma. But it's weird. But it's a thing. It is. Yes. Well, it's biblical. Mm-hmm. Spiritual authority is biblical. I actually, I have a testimony I can share about that. Um, Let's hear it. So when I was growing up, I grew up in church, and I was really involved in youth, and I loved it. I absolutely, um, yeah, I mean, I just was heavily involved and jumped in really quickly, but so when, as I was in youth, I became a youth leader and was really, really close with my youth pastors. And they, I mean, I loved them. I was like, I would die for these people. They're my best <laughs> friends. I'll serve them like however they need, you know, anything. Like I was just so willing to just do whatever they needed. And I think it was, it was genuine. It was like, I was just so... I was young, but I just loved the Lord so much and wanted to serve him. And I knew like in the context of like where I was, like this is how I could serve God was to serve my youth pastors and to love them well and to, uh, yeah, just serve our youth group. And so I, we all bonded. I mean, I went to a group in a fairly small town and went to a pretty small church, but, um, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess I was just involved anyways. I'll get to the point of the story. I loved them. And so they were my, so not only were they my youth pastors, but I looked up to them as role models, um, just 
as far as like where they were in life, but also spiritually. So they were my spiritual authority mm-hmm. and they ended up leaving the church. Uh, it was kind of, it was actually really dramatic and kind of sudden and everyone was just really heartbroken. And so I, I mean, honestly, I just had this immense like bitterness that grew um, very quickly. And I, I didn't recognize it at the time because I was just reacting to what was going on and I wasn't like responding with the Holy spirit. I was just, I became hurt mm-hmm. by what they did. And, um, and I'm not trying to dishonor them. I'm just sharing my side of the story. And there actually is, you know, like a beautiful side of like redemption to this that I'd like to get to, but um, I was just really, I was devastated and I kind of, well, I didn't kind of, I, I did. I built up walls against spiritual authority. And I was like, I never want to be hurt like that again. I will never trust spiritual authority. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> that was the attitude I had. I, I wouldn't necessarily know if at the time that I would be able to recognize that that's where my thoughts were going, but that's exactly like what they were at the root of it. And so I... I just kind of, I was always independent. Like I was pretty much like a, a stubborn, <laughs> independent person. Um, and so this just kind of created more of that in my flesh. And yeah, I just started to only trust myself, which is terrible, 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 terrible. And I didn't realize it for a, probably two years. Um I ended up doing a gap year internship at a church and we went through, I mean, we basically were like counseled and they're like, you need to write down everything about your life. That's like hurt you. It was like, it was so intense. (laughs) I was like, Oh my gosh, but it was really good. And I realized there that I had all this like pent up anger and bitterness pent up, like pent up. Isn't that the word built up? No, no, no. Yeah, but there's a, it's a saying like pent up anger. Okay. Like, trust okay. me. Okay, we're gonna Google it after this. But I had all this pent up anger. See, I told you closely. Listen, back. <laughs> You're right. See, I wasn't wrong. I'm not crazy. And so I realized that I needed to forgive them, and and to actually see them the way that Jesus sees them, and to just you know, walk in understanding that people make mistakes and people, you know, who knows like how, like if the situation was handled perfectly, like, I don't know how else it could have happened, but God is so good. And God was so faithful through that to just show me, you know, that yes, I shouldn't trust in people necessarily. Like the problem, my problem was that I was trusting in them, my youth pastor's mm-hmm. former relationship with the Lord. And that's not right. I need to trust in the Lord and then respect my spiritual authority and to submit to my spiritual authority. And so that's what I learned like through that. I don't think I did a very good job explaining it. Yeah. But um, I learned a lot through that time. And that's where I think the Lord really, I was able to solidify my relationship with the Lord 
And then now looking back, I can see where I was totally in the wrong to react with bitterness. Um, and I love them now. I mean, I still love them. I haven't like really hung out with them since then. They've like moved pretty far away and now I'm in college and stuff, but I can say like totally honestly, like I still love them and I respect them so much. They did a lot for me, like in my walk with the Lord at a young age that I would not be where I am without like their influence. And so that's just a little part of my testimony, (laughs) but the concept of spiritual authority, I think it can be pretty daunting and even like off-putting. I think a lot of people are like, no, I don't need anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And really, but it's, it's biblical. Yeah. And there's a reason that we have spiritual authority and it's, I mean, it's kind of the whole point of discipleship. Like whoever is, whoever you're letting disciple you, which I think even people who aren't Christians, you're letting someone influence you. You're, you are allowing someone, whether it's a celebrity or a role model or a parent or a friend, there's someone in your life that you're letting them speak over you and influence you and there's someone that you look up to and so that's what spiritual authority is that's like you see someone who's you know a couple steps ahead of you in this race of life and it's like man I see that and I see these things of God in this person and I want to learn how to be like that and so you have to submit to them and be discipled by them And the thing about, I mean, I am so, so grateful. We mentioned Katie Heath earlier, and she was my small group leader. What a woman. She is truly the best, and she loves fiercely, and she fights for people. And, man, when she's on your team, you're going to win because she just has such a close walk with the Lord that it's really inspiring. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's my momo. Oh, gosh. Your momo? Momo. Momo. Doesn't even sound like a real word. That's what I come up. My, I know grandparents. Yeah, I know. Momo, it's Katie a, Heath's my spiritual momo. That's right. But <laughs> and that's the cool thing. Like also, what comes with spiritual authority? There's like spiritual lineage, so you can trace back. Like there's a there's a handful of people who have like contributed to my walk with the Lord, and there's people that they had influenced them, and so you know it's it's a family tree, and that's. God created us to be relational and that's why discipleship works. And that's why being in a community and in relationship with people who believe in God and who want the same things, it's so powerful and it's impactful. Not to say that you're right all the time. I mean, I've definitely had arguments like with my parents, arguments, not maybe not arguments is the right word, but like, when you're walking a certain way and you see, you know, for me, when I was walking, um, like in youth group and I had this like hurt and bitterness, I had a completely wrong view of discipleship and spiritual authority. Mm -hmm. And it took someone else pointing that out, saying, I love you more than your feelings. And I care about your future more than your feelings Mm -hmm. to point out where I was wrong. And then that's where, I mean, you have to have, if you want to be discipled, you have to have a humble heart 
and be willing to be called out on your stuff because if you have a good small group leader, a good spiritual authority, they will do that. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what you want. I couldn't count on two hands how many times I've been called out by Sarah. Yikes. (laughs) 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 Hey, that means I love you. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. I, I wish that I had, I had no idea this is what we were talking about. Otherwise, I probably would have prepared a couple of Bible verses. I know. That's the whole point. But, yeah. I mean, you just have to dive into Scripture and see what Jesus says about it. And and even just the example he had. He had 12 disciples, and then he sent them out to disciple people. And then that's why we still have the church. That's why I say it works, is because 2,000 years later, people are still doing it. And just in my life, I've experienced how it's worked. And I've also experienced how when I mess up, I, it doesn't work when I (laughs) have a bad attitude (laughs) and have bitterness. So yeah, yeah, it just takes walking in humility and forgiveness and an attitude of being willing to learn and being okay with, you really have to ask honest questions and be willing to challenge your own ideas. Um, even your own ideas about God, you have to, I went through a time when I was like, man, I know this, but if someone asked me why I knew it, it was because someone told me, you know, or it was like, I heard this in church once. And I was like, man, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like if that was biblical or not. And so it's important to read your Bible. It's important to know what God says about these things and, and confront your own attitudes about it. Sweet. Yeah. I'm a big fan of discipleship and spiritual authority. Yeah. I get, it's like seven times a week. So it's like, (laughs) listen to your spiritual authority. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, (laughs) I'm not wrong. I can't deny it. (laughs) It's like, you should listen to your spiritual authority. You should. I do. You do. Indeed. Okay. That's great. Yeah. Sorry. I kind of. Inner cathedral. Oh, yeah. Oh, this man. is one of the first things Sarah said to me, literally. And I was like, that's a 12 letter word. Wait, one, <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 letter word. Cathedral? Yeah. Inner. Yeah. Oh, okay. is it? Well, it's I'm two put, different words. I put I N T E R, but I'm pretty sure it's I N N E R. Yeah. Inner. Inner like cathedral. Inside. Yeah. Okay. One of the first things Sarah said. Yes. And I was like, whoa. This back up. blew my mind when we, we talked about this at our leaders advance in Colorado this summer. And Pastor Eli, who's our director at uh, Texas A&M Chi Alpha. Yes. <laughs> room 2229. Two, two, See you at the rec. Room 2229. 830 Wednesday. on Wednesday nights. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Inner cathedral. So he talked about this. And it's this concept that everyone has, let me say this right. So everyone has a piece of God in them to share with other people. And so this analogy of like, we all have this inner cathedral. And if you think about it, like this is the secret place, like where you meet with God and it's, it's your own. It's a cathedral that you and the Lord have built, um, And I mean, really, honestly, only you're the one who knows it even exists and what state it's in. 
Um, and I don't know, like if you've ever traveled or been to a cathedral or seen pictures of cathedrals, normally they're like extravagant and beautiful and just like handcrafted so wonderfully and intricately and so purposefully to portray something beautiful about God. And so that's exactly what we have within us. And we're meant to open those doors and share with other people and invite them into our inner cathedral and to show them, you know, when I hang out with Alyssa, my hope is that she gets a glimpse and, and feels invited to experience what I've been experiencing with the Lord. Um, and I hope that when I hang out with her, that I get to see what the Lord's doing in her life. And that's been very true with our relationship. I feel like I'm always encouraged by Alyssa and I see it's so evident of what the Lord is doing in her life because she's so open and honest. And that's, it's a, it's just a beautiful picture. And if you've ever seen a cathedral that's run down or closed or, you know, it just becomes something that it wasn't created to be, it's so heartbreaking because it's like, you know, this was built with purpose and this was meant for people to gather and for people to worship God and to meet with God in a real place. And so when you see it not doing what it's supposed to, it'll really wreck you. But when you see a beautiful cathedral that's full of life and light and warmth, and you can like, hear, you know, it's like from far away, you can hear the sound of like, oh my gosh, people are singing. You can hear like church bells ringing. You know that there's a cathedral out there somewhere and people are worshiping God. And that's the kind of person, like I want to have that cathedral inside of me that people feel welcome to all the time. And so, yeah, that's briefly, I guess, the concept of an yeah. inner cathedral. And so it, you, you have one. So dust it up, open yeah. the windows, and let the light shine, you know? Yeah, that's all we got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I really had nothing. Last that's thing, because awesome. we're at 20 minutes now. Yeah, we're last rocking thing. and rolling. What happened last night on our way home? Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Listen, I will stand by this statement. And now that it's on the record, traffic lights, the middle one, the one where you're supposed to slow down, it's yellow. It looks orange. I know it's supposed to be yellow. Red light, green light, yellow light, whatever. I know it's supposed to be yellow. Red light, yellow light, green light. Whatever. (laughs) It's supposed to be yellow. But if you actually look, like when you see that color, you would say it's more orange. It's like an orange colored light. It's not yellow. Like even, I don't even know if I've seen a yellow light. Like maybe those white lights, like on Christmas trees, that's more yellow than the orange traffic light. No. I'm telling you. No. It's orange. It's it's yellow. Did you see that thing? Yes. I saw it. We had a whole debate. It makes so much sense. I know. Look, but it looks more orange. Just, okay, there's a thing. I don't know what this is on. But it's like a sunset. The it's little, like a mixture of the all little these wavelength thing. I don't know. Yes. So like the colors of the wave, like the wavelength that it shows numbers and like yes. if it's between this number and this number, then it's this color. Right? Yes. Okay. She's gonna read it. Yeah. And technically so, it's in the range so, of yellow. So yellow on a traffic light is number five eighty-nine. And yellow on the wavelengths of visible light. Yellow is 570 from 590. 
So technically, it's literally on the cliff. But technically, it's technically yellow, yellow. but it wants oh, to be thank- orange. Well, <laughs> it's what? What? <laughs> Say that again? No. It's okay. I'll just play it back. It's <laughs> rude. No, 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 no. It's yellow. Look, that's yellow. That's yellow. That's like that's red, orange. Ye- orange, yellow. All I'm saying. Sarah's colorblind. Is and we need it. to go to the no. outdoor Not colorblind. In fact, I can see colors so clearly that I know that that's an orange light. Sarah has 2080 <laughs> vision. I do. 2040. 2040. Mm-hmm. I think it's the other way around. No, it's 2040. Mm. Trust me. Okay. Yes. Whatever. That's what most people spot. can see at 20 feet. I can see from 40 feet. Okay. So watch out. I can see you. Yeah, but you can't see the traffic light. Shut up, no. (laughs) Hey, thank you all so much for listening. If you have any questions you'd like to try to be answered on here, DM me. Give us a follow on Instagram at unscriptedreality, all one word or don't, but I appreciate it. Uh, Tell your friend, tell your mama, tell your grandma. Jesus is coming back soon. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Literally.